You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and creator who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode with Nathan Beers and Holly Priestley. And this is the Deliberate Living Podcast, where we explore different ways people can make deliberate choices to live their most authentic lives. And this week, we are diving into the first of the four types of freedom. And so if this is your first episode, you didn't listen to the last week's recap, or you didn't listen to my very first episode almost two years ago now, um, the concept of the four different types of freedom really came to me after working with a number of clients in all different realms of life who were all kind of motivated by different things, but I noticed that there was some consistencies in the things that most motivated people. We're all driven by different goals in life, and when we know ourselves best and we know what our goals are, what motivates us, what drives us, we can make better decisions for ourselves and for our futures. And ever since I first heard that first podcast of hers, I have wanted to have this conversation, and I'm so stoked that we are now co-hosting, and we're going to get to have this conversation live for all of you. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to take each of those four different kinds of freedom, and we're going to break them down into their own separate episodes, so we can really do a deep dive into what that type of freedom is, what it might look like, who it's good for, etc., what it looks like for beers, what it looks like for me, and what it might look like for you, depending on what obligations and preferences you have in your life already. Um, I view these four types of freedom as like something that's kind of akin to the five love languages. If you've never heard of those or read that book, would definitely recommend. It's a quick book. You can read it in like an afternoon. Except that I think that the four types of freedom are not necessarily specifically how we relate to others so much as how we relate to our lives as a whole. So that includes how we relate to others, but also how we relate to our jobs and our lifestyles, where we choose to live, how we choose to recreate, etc., etc. And a lot of it is about what what it is that we most desire, um, what it is that most aligns with what gives us life and how we want to prioritize our other choices in order to make sure that we're making room for freedom in this area or freedom in this area, et cetera. Right. And so the four different types of freedom are the freedom of time, freedom of location, the freedom of creativity, and freedom of finances. And so today we are going to dive into the freedom of time. And these are not listed in any particular way. It's not like I think the freedom of time is the most important. That's why it's coming first. It's just coming first because it's coming first because it came first when I developed this concept like 85 episodes ago. Um, And so it's coming first today solely for that reason. Um, But the the freedom of time is basically the freedom um, to do what you need to do around your own schedule. Right. So it means that you get to generally work the hours that you want to work, you get to sleep the hours that you want to sleep, you get to uh, prioritize how you spend your time, when you spend your time with what people. 
Yeah. So you have the ability to structure your day, your activities um, around your priorities, around your energy levels, around whatever it is that is most important to you. Um, and so this is a really great form of freedom for people who are exceptionally uh, on on the early bird night owl spectrum. Um, the exhausted pigeons in the middle. I mean, maybe you like your freedom of time too, but uh, I'm an early bird. Exhausted and I... pigeons. I like that term. <laughs> early bird, night owl, exhausted pigeon. It makes makes perfect sense. Um, and so it's it's great for people who find that they like are up earlier than everybody else, and so a typical nine to five isn't compatible for them, or they're up later than everybody else, and so the nine to five feels kind of restricting for them as well. Um, it's great for people who need like long breaks or frequent breaks um, in order to be like productive and creative. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like the freedom of time is great for everybody. But then again, the freedom, all of the freedoms are great for everybody. We're just motivated by different they, things. They are. <laughs> so, Holly, how do you spend your time? Like, wh what does freedom of time look like for you? And where does it, where is it on the spectrum for you? Um, I would say for me, the freedom of time is definitely pretty up there right now at this point in my life. Also, the the motivations, the freedoms um, kind of I've found have varied and they can be kind of cyclical or they can come up and down. They can be more important at different times in life. Right now and for the last many years, the freedom of time has been pretty important to me because I'm an early riser, because mornings are my most productive time um, and I get so much more done before noon, before 10 a.m. usually than most people get done in a whole day. Um, but then also... My brain is pretty fried by like two in the afternoon most of the time. And so when I worked quote unquote normal jobs and I had to be in an office, I had to be present and look busy until 5 p.m. I was miserable because I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling good. I wasn't energized. I wasn't creating good work. Um, I wasn't producing good results and I, I don't, I probably wasn't any fun to be around. So the freedom of time is important for me because my energy levels fluctuate pretty significantly. And um, I have been self-employed now for, what, six or seven years. And so I've really found ways to maximize my energy levels, my abilities. I know when are the best times for me to schedule meetings. I know what are the best days usually of the week of the month for me to schedule meetings. Um, and yeah, if you, if you want me at like 2 PM on a Friday, that is just not going to happen. It's not going to happen, but 10 AM on a Monday, I got you. Like <laughs> that's when I schedule all my meetings because that's what works for me. Um, and I also have found that when I can schedule my own time and I can like get my morning routine, which I have a whole podcast about. I can get that in before I start doing my work. And then I work a little bit. And when I feel my energy dipping, you know, I'll, I'll take the dog for a walk. I'll go outside. I will do some exercise. I'll do something creative, give myself a little bit of a break, come back to the work that needs me to focus my brain a little bit more. And then when I'm brain dead for the day, I'm brain dead. And I just set myself loose and I'm gentle with myself most of the time. And I just kind of let myself um, work according to my schedule. But when I try and abide by other people's schedules, I don't produce as good a work and I can be a little resentful, which doesn't make me a very good version of myself. <laughs> I get that. I get that. For me, 
freedom of time is like most things that I like is unstructured and I, I tend to wake up sometime between 4 a.m. and 10 a.m. Uh, yeah. I, I don't tend to need a ton of sleep generally between five to seven, seven and a half hours is like a full night for me. But uh, I just, I hate waking up to an alarm. And so I just don't. Uh, I think I have woken up to an alarm maybe maybe three times this year because I just, that's, that's not a priority for me. I like to, for my work, I like to be able to do it as I have the energy to do it. So I tend to have certain meetings that are scheduled pretty reliably uh, throughout the week. But most of my work is, it, it might take place at four in the morning. It might take place at 10 in the morning. It might take place at eight in the evening. It's just whenever I actually have the motivation and the inspiration to work on whatever project I'm working on at the moment. Uh, and I like to be able to, more recently, I've actually been bringing this into my interactions with friends and connections, where years ago, when I last lived long-term in a stationary home, I filled my calendar up, like back-to-back-to-back things. And I was always busy, always occupied. And I found... What's that? Always very social. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Almost overly social. There was, there was a lot of internal stuff that I, (laughs) that being on the road and spending so much time on myself helped me work through for sure. But I was really just trying to keep myself from having to think about, think my own thoughts by always being around other people. But I, now that I am, trying to live in a place again, I, I'm trying to allocate my time differently where I might make tentative plans, intentions to spend some time with this person, uh, on this day, what it is that we might do. I like to try to keep that more open-ended. Because I found so often that that there might be a time when made plans to try to go see this movie or go see this museum exhibit or go do this activity and it rolls around and I'm just, I'm not feeling that. And I still might want to spend time with this person and connect with this person, but that specific activity, I just, I, I like to allow myself some flexibility around what that is, which that doesn't fly with everybody. Um, but it's, it's something that I have found. I prefer to, um, allocate my time as I'm experimenting really with what it means to have friends that I see regularly in a city that I live in. So I have a question for you. Um, based on what I just heard and how I know I have behaved in the past. (laughs) 
Um, when I was, especially when I was younger, probably like late teens, early 20s, um, I was very non-committal, but not in the same way I'm non-committal now. Um, when I was younger, I was non-committal in the sense that I would say yes to most things, but I would pick the thing that was the most exciting in the moment, which kind of made me an asshole. And I would not recommend right. doing this to people. Um, but I definitely did it when I was younger. <laughs> and then I realized I was doing it and I realized I was being an asshole. And so these days I just will straight up not commit to anything and be like, you know what, maybe if I'm feeling like it on that day, because much like you, my energy fluctuates, what I want to do fluctuates. Um, and I'm pretty introverted. And so sometimes I really want to hang out with one person, but I don't want to go do the event we said we were going to do, you know, or just right. sometimes I want to like, cozy up and like stay in the van or stay around the van sometimes i really need to get out and like do something as far away from the van as possible um and it really just kind of depends on the day and so now that i know that about myself i'm non-committal i'm deliberately non-committal versus like assholishly non-committal like how do flaky. you balance like, that yeah like i that to me like that's that sense of saying yes to lots of things and then just seeing which one you actually most want to do. Like that's, I, I've been there myself and yeah, I just, I think of that as being flaky and like people that I try to interact with that are that way. Like, yeah, it can feel, it can feel flaky and it can feel to other people like they're, they're not important to you. Right. Exactly. Uh, and, and for me, I, it's kind of trying to trying to walk, trying to find the right balance between like not wanting to be flaky, also not wanting to commit to all the things, also not wanting to not commit to anything, but trying to find that balance of how can I, to me, what's most important about interacting with people is the people, not the activity. And, and I try to make that clear when I'm interacting with somebody that, yeah, like going and doing this activity together, that sounds fun. Uh, yeah. And what's more important to me is if I'm saying yes to do this, I'm saying yes to spending time with you, connecting with you, sharing time with you, and not necessarily a commitment to that thing because that thing isn't for me is rarely what's actually important. Right. Right. And so trying to trying my best to communicate that my time allocation is to is prioritizing people, not necessarily activities. Right. And, and yeah, trying to, it's, it can be challenging communicating that clearly and it's okay and... if, like, the thing, the thing, the activity is the more important thing of that day. I've definitely had that where it's, like, I planned a hike for myself, and this is the hike I'm doing. And I mentioned it to, like, some friends, and, you know, one or two of them were like, oh, I want to go with you on that hike. And I was like, okay, but I didn't plan this with other people in mind. This is going to be an ass kicker of a hike. I need to do it, so I'm going to do it. You don't have to. This is not about you. This is about me. And sometimes... Right. It's the complete opposite. It's like, I don't care what we do as long as I get time with this person. And knowing right. that and being aware of that and, you know, finding ways to communicate that 
clearly, honestly, are important. And sometimes people won't understand. And that's mm-hmm. not on you. You're just doing your best to let them know. But it's your time. And time is something we don't get back. Right. It's Life is right. a one-way street. We got to keep going. We got to keep moving forward. We can't do it again. And so, like, how you spend your time is really, really important. And... I, I actually had someone just a few weeks ago... Uh, we were in a group social situation, and it didn't lend itself to really explore this or try to try to explain a little bit more at that time. But where I kind of just mentioned the way I try to prioritize how I spend my time, and uh, a friend of mine who was there was like, "Oh, I'm probably not going to want to spend time with you then." <laughs> and it's like, well, one, that's fair, and yeah. two, I. I also don't think that I don't know that you really understood what I was trying to express. Which need to be understood is its own animal too. (laughs) Right, right. That's a totally Uh, different podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, something that's coming to mind for me is uh, a couple loves of mine have expressed. They've noticed that I don't really have a lot of personal hobbies or activities like um some people like going out and rock climbing is like their thing or going out and hiking is their thing or taking time to be able to paint or create something is is their thing and so they they allocate their time to be able to to spend it on the activities that really give them life and that they really love yeah and and what's what's interesting to me is really all my life I have I've had like seasons when like a certain activity is like new and exciting and I do do that a lot but activities themselves I tend to get bored of the same activity pretty quickly yeah and there have been times when like a lot of my community came from acro yoga or from swing dancing or from hiking. And those are all things that I've enjoyed doing. But really the main reason I enjoyed doing them was because I was doing them with people I enjoyed. And, and that's, that's been something that's been hard for some people in my life to understand. Like, uh, I've had, a, uh, like I said, some loves that have said, well, like, what? why don't you have, like, a thing that you love to go and do? And that's, yeah, for me, that's just not been, that's not been a priority for how I spend my time. It's not yeah. been particularly life-giving. Um, and, and there I'm, are times I'm one of those I, people who likes the activities, as well as right. the people. But I do, I mean, I need to write every day, and I need to create every day. And so I have built that into my morning routine so that it happens every single day. And, you know, mm-hmm. at, during the recording of this podcast, I'm also challenging myself to a 30-day digital art challenge. So I'm making that part of my day every single day as well. And, you know, I assess my energy levels and my creative and energetic needs throughout the day. So I work a little bit, but then when I need a break, I have to figure out what kind of activity do I need right. to re-energize myself? And it and so I think that's really interesting to have both perspectives. Like 
you don't really care about the thing, you just care about the people. And I really care about the thing and the people. But yeah, like <laughs> the activity is is pretty important to me too. So I think that's really interesting. Um, I think that, you know, the audience is going to have a whole slew of experiences and preferences. Um, and I think it would be really good if we could give them some, um, some tips and some guidance on like how they can find more freedom of time in their own lives. Do you want to? Yeah. Well, one thing on, on that is, and this really applies to all four types of freedom, but there's, I don't think that there is necessarily absolute freedom in any of these four areas, no. uh, time, location, creativity, finances with time. There's of course the actual physical constraints of time. 24 <laughs> hours a day. <laughs> we can't go. Yeah. We can't go backwards or for like backwards in time. We can't really speed up going, jumping ahead in time. We have got 24 hours in a day. We generally have, uh, 70 or 80 years, um, uh, of time and it's a matter of how we're able to allocate that time that we have yes. and of course some of the ways that you can do that is in your job or even career choices um, it can be what you choose to say no and yes to and uh, sometimes actually going through an exercise of seeing how you spend your day and seeing what things you actually feel alive about saying yes to and things that you maybe feel, you know what, if I said no to this, it would actually make my life richer and fuller and I would have more of my time available to spend on other things that I like to do. Um, those, those are some of the ways that you can that you can choose to allocate your time. Yeah, I agree that like you're never going to have complete freedom of time because we're never going to have an endless supply of time. That's like the nature of choosing to be human right now, right? Which is its own episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think so much of it is knowing yourself, knowing who you are, knowing what looks and feels like an authentic life to you. Um, maybe you have to pick kids up from school and so you have to arrange things like that. You've got elderly parents, you've got dogs or cats or horses or whatever. Um, maybe you really want to participate in community groups. You want to be part of like the rec soccer team or like part of the community leadership or on your HOA board or whatever. Um, I, I think it's, have meet at certain times or have practices at certain right. times. So, yeah. 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 And like there are, we are limited we have constraints on what we can accomplish in a day in terms of time is going to pass regardless you have so much energy you're only going to have so much you know opportunity because people do need to sleep some of us sleep more than five or seven hours a night <laughs> and some of mm -hmm. us sleep less um and that's that's totally fine i think that the concept of saying no to as many things as you possibly can is really what's going to give you more time than anything else um, and it sounds a little bit counterintuitive, right? Like I want to be able to go out and do all these things that are important to me or say yes to all the people who want to hang out with me, whatever it is, you know, that you're going for. Um, but the more you say yes, the more you're kind of giving away your time and your energy. And if you say no to more things and you like remove from your life, that is 
that which is not essential, then you can have more time to do those things that do make you feel alive, make you feel fulfilled, um, and, and all of that. So I would right. really suggest exploring the no's and the opportunities for no's. Yes. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you wanted to touch on for the freedom of time before we wrap up and move on to our next freedom of episode? Nothing is coming to mind. Uh, I, I definitely, I look forward to seeing how these interrelate and interconnect as we move forward and getting to build upon these concepts and seeing, seeing the ways that discussing another type of freedom might reveal more about the others. And uh, I think I think it's going to be a really fun exploration. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I'm also really curious to hear from the audience on this one. I want to know um, if the freedom of time or uh, location, creativity, or finances, but since this week's episode is specifically about time, if that is your primary freedom goal right now, what does that look like for you? What do you want the freedom of time to do? do? What does it mean to you? And how are you finding creative ways to incorporate more of that in your own lives? Um, comment on, uh, on our social media post about this, um, or in the comments below, or, um, if you maybe want to be featured on a future episode, send me, um, an audio, preferably an audio video clip of yourself answering some of these questions. That would be awesome as well. Um, because I think, it's so, like, Beers and I are so different <laughs> in so many ways, and I love it, um, that, you know, we're approaching the freedom of time in completely different avenues as well, and I, I just want to hear more about how how that looks in, in a variety of lives. So that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that, too. It's, uh, it's, I think it's going to be fascinating to hear what, what this stirs up in other people and how other people have gone about making deliberate intentional choices around how they're spending their time yeah and what obstacles they've run into yeah yeah what obstacles are you running into and how are you solving for those and do you, maybe you need yeah. help solving for those and then we can like send that question out to our audience and we can get a whole host of responses i like it maybe maybe <laughs> But in any case, um, thank you all for being here for this episode of Deliberate Living, where we talk about the freedom of time. Next week is going to be the freedom of location. Um, and thank you, of course, Beers, for being here and co-hosting with me. Thank you for co-hosting with me. <laughs> and so if you liked this episode, please go ahead and like it, thumbs up, five stars, whatever it is on the platform that you're consuming it on. If you have not already subscribed, go ahead and do that as well, A, so that you don't miss out on any episodes, and B, because it does help us get seen by the algorithms more. Um, and so we can get this information and these stories in front of even more people who need them. Um, if, uh, if the medium that you're watching or listening to this on has the opportunity for a comment or a review, go ahead and leave those as well. If you want uh, more deliberate living goodness, more from this podcast, uh, Beers and I have a Patreon set up that is linked in the show notes below where we do extended episodes or like mini episodes where we dive even more deep. Maybe we riff a little bit more. Maybe we have a little less organization about it. <laughs> 
and where we're just uh, exploring more um, experiments and answering some of your questions. So go ahead and uh, join that as well. Pierce, did I miss anything? I think that's it. All right, awesome. And, we'll uh, talk with you next week. Yeah, tune in next week. Another excellent episode. Bye. We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate